0: Welcome to The Vine, a Plant Media Project podcast with your hosts, Elizabeth Sheldon and Gina Vensel. The Vine is an insightful look into the world of plant medicine, exploring the changing landscape around cannabis and psychedelics, and ending the stigma through educational discussions. After several weeks rewinding our favorite Vine episodes in celebration of PMP's first anniversary, we're excited to be back with new episodes thanks to our production partner, Pretty Easy Podcast. PMP and the Vine Podcast do not offer medical advice nor condone any use of illegal substances. Consult your physician or therapist before making changes to your wellness plan and before trying alternative healing medicines. Today, we welcome Brielle Brown, the CEO and founder of Anxiety Cosmetics, a clean beauty brand specializing in CBD-infused cosmetics, carrying a strong message on the importance of mental health. Brielle's products are paraben-free, cruelty-free, vegan, TH-free, and produced with the highest industry standards. Welcome, Brielle.
1: Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be here and speak with you both about my company and what it's about.
2: Yes. Welcome. So we always like to start out um, finding out a little bit about how our guests got involved in plant medicine. So wanted to see if you can tell us what brought you into the CBD beauty space.
1: Sure. Um. So I actually first started using CBD gummies at night for my own anxiety, and um, they helped me a lot um, more than I thought they were going to. Um, which I think is what happens when a lot of people start using CBD; they don't realize, you know, how um, great it is. So, um, at the time, it was like four years ago or so. Um, I was going back and forth um, about starting my own business. I wasn't sure if I wanted to start something or um, what rod I wanted to take, but I started researching the CBD industry and the, the cannabis industry. And I saw um, the growth um, that was supposed to happen and how it was supposed to you know skyrocket in the next five to 10 years. And at that point, I was already using CBD products. So I thought about trying to break into the industry with my own products. Now, I didn't know a lot any, I didn't know anything about it. So, um, definitely had to do my own research, but, um, pairing it with the beauty industry and cosmetics kind of just, it honestly just came to me as a thought in my head. And I just started to research more into it and see if that was something that I could be able to do. Um, I I love makeup, I love cosmetics, I love the industry, but at the time when I was, you know, looking into it, um, there was no CBD beauty space yet, and I know more brands have popped up now, but, you know, this was like four or five years ago, and I had, I, had, I didn't see anything, and um, it was brand new, and I felt like maybe I could be an innovator in that space, but kind of put my own message and twist on it. Um, but again, there was a lot I didn't know. So I had to do my research and that's why it took me so long kind of to launch the brand. Um, I looked at, um, types of ingredients, um, the industry, you know, all of that, what goes into starting a business and, um, and how, in terms of, um, creating my own products, like what I wanted the formulas to kind of look like. And, at that point I didn't know anything about, you know, cosmetic chemistry or how to infuse the CBD into the cosmetics. So that took me a really long time to realize, you know, um, what I needed to do in order to get the products made. Um, and I didn't even know if I was going to be able to pull it off at that point, but, um, but I did. So, um, as a couple of years went on, I saw, you know, more brands pop up, but nothing that really, I guess, um, nothing that is concentrated on just cosmetics specifically. I see like tinctures and so many creams, but, you know, to put it on your face and to put it in your beauty routine was something entirely new that I thought, you know, maybe, maybe this is something that people would actually want. So That's kind of how I started, um, in a, in a sense there.
0: (laughs) Well, it's, you know, you're right. I mean, we've been seeing a, a lot of CBD companies, uh, come into the market but we had never uh, talked with the cosmetic companies who were really interested in getting you um, on the podcast to really dive into what this means as an industry you know having uh you know the beauty industry combined with cannabis and you know there's there's kind of a deeper layer here with when we were researching your company and looking at you know what it is that you do you know really curious about what your thoughts are on the traditional standards of beauty and how this affects women's mental health
1: um yeah sure so like in my opinion, when I was starting the brand out, another reason I decided to do beauty was that when I was researching other brands, um, there are still so many brands that show, um, like all these Photoshopped perfect models. And, um, I think that gives the wrong impressions to consumers sometimes, especially younger ones. And I do believe that brands are getting better at it, but there's still a long way to go. Um, and you know, just in the past couple years, as I start to realize like the images and the messages that I see, um, it, it's very surprising to realize what a difference that it makes on people's uh, mindset. And, um, for example, like for, for example of like traditional beauty standards, when I first started the brand, I reached out to a, a few photographers to shoot some of the, um launch photos for the website and and one of the photographers um he told me that my lips were not good enough to shoot for the photos and then I, he would t- he could tell me how to reach out to a modeling agency to get the right look and i was like i was so shocked and i realized i'm like first of all i realized it wasn't right so i mean i knew but to, to say that to a young girl i mean and it wasn't like a, a woman saying it to another woman, which would be bad that enough. That still it,
2: wouldn't be okay. And just so our listeners know, you are absolutely beautiful. <laughs> oh, and your lips so are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you. You're so sweet. Um, but, like, I realize that, like, people like that still have that traditional mindset to them. And I'm like, that is exactly what's wrong, you know? And... Um, I think a lot of it goes behind the scenes, too, in in certain companies. And, you know, as a business owner, I would never on purpose would ever make a consumer feel like that the way that I felt when he said that to me. And, um, you know, mental health is really important to me because of my own struggles with anxiety and depression over time. I've struggled with that since I can remember. And, um, I believe that having a platform that I do, um, is really, you know, a good change into the industry. And I think that, um, when you know something, um, and you go through something, you have a better platform to be able to talk about it. You really, I'm a big believer that if you don't go through something, you really don't have you really shouldn't be able to talk about it in the way that some people do. Um, so to have that experience is, um, I guess I have a better understanding of what people feel and understand when they have mental health struggles. Um, but as a brand, we're on a mission, you know, to spread self-love, body positivity and mental health awareness. And, um, a nice thing that we do that I made sure was a part of the company was a portion of the proceeds of every product sold is donated to help with the the research, the education, raising awareness on mental health and disorders, because it's very important to me.
2: So tell us your vision for Anxiety Cosmetics. And that in and of itself is an unusual name, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, you know, if you have an online shop or you have brick and mortar or uh, sort of what your vision and future plans are.
1: The vision is um, to first and foremost, um, expand the brand. Um, I am working on that um, as we speak, but uh, it might be a a little bit. Um, But, you know, to grow the brand into something where it's well known. And um, I do have an online shop, it's uh, anxietycosmetics.com. Um, I don't know if I'll ever have a brick and mortar store of our own, but I would love to get it in the, you know, big box retailers down the road um, so that it can be, you know, more there's more brand awareness and and being able to get it to consumers and show the brand and show the message is really important to me. So that is the ultimate goal. Um so hopefully that comes true. I'm working on it, but um that's like our you know 10 year goal there, but it's it's very um close to my heart and I would love within a couple of years to start a nonprofit to be able to make sure that um what the message we're trying to give is actually being taken seriously. Um, so whether it be from our proceeds or from other don- donations or whatever it may be, I want to make sure that there's a foundation in place to be able to spend those funds in a a way that they're spent on what they're actually meant to be spent for. Because we all know that there's some that don't do that. So
0: well, I really love... Hearing that you want to give back and that you're a brand that not only believes in the mission but also supports others and cares about others' mental health and wellness, I just think that that's so incredibly important. And I also wanted to mention, like, just kind of chatting a little bit about the the standards of beauty. You know, we are going through this kind of change now, where we're seeing that I feel like more brands are are realizing that people come in all shapes and sizes. I mean, we saw that with the Victoria's Secret uh, runway show that just happened models were all different sizes mm-hmm. um, we've seen this you know with with different commercials where they're showing bo- body Positivity, but the industry, especially sp- speaking to America, we still very much have these unattainable goals of what it is to be beautiful, and that can play on so much on our mental health. Of like, will, will we ever be pretty enough or thin enough, and all of these things. So, one, of, this is just such an amazing topic because when we talk about mental health and kind of you know decluttering our mind as a way to also help with our our our, our ability, when you feel good inside your mind and inside your body you're going to exude that beauty because you're going to be the best version of yourself that you can be so when we talk about these cbd products being or cbd infused into these cosmetics i am curious if the cbd has some medicinal qualities to it being infused into the products and if you could speak a little bit to that
1: yeah sure so um there's a ton of research and i'm not going to make a claim uh as you know but um so much research on CBD, having the ability to help reduce inflammation, to help fight acne. Um, It hydrates the skin. Um, It fights free radical damage. There's also been studies to help um, that it helps treat eczema and psoriasis and even wrinkles. So, you know, there's, there's, so much that it can do. And I think, um, we're just like stepping on like just the little bit of it that, um, it has such a big ability. And, um, I don't think people have realized that yet that it's such a powerhouse for the skin and being able to put it on your face is like the next big thing, I think. So, um, I think once people realize what a big difference it can make in your skin, especially on your face, you know, that's, you know, the most important thing to somebody, you know, um, and being able to feel good about it is, is amazing. So I, I think that once people start using CBD on their skin and especially on their face, they'll realize how much of a powerhouse that it really is.
2: So we know that all hemp is not created equally and just wondering how you are finding the right CBD for your products and, um, yeah. I would love to know that. And, and I think for everybody, um, if it has all of these great medicinal qualities for our skin, let's see more of it.
1: <laughs> right. Um, so what was important to me was the quality. Um, and it's funny because the other day I was walking through um, a couple stores and I saw CBD products and you can tell like, as a business owner, I can tell now, like, oh, those are, you know, white labeled and private labeled. And you know, like, I know that they're not good, but from somebody, um, who doesn't, they don't know. So it's, it's just, when I started the brand, I I did some research and I realized that exactly what you said, they're not all, it's all hemp is not created equal. So I had to make sure that I found, um, someone to partner with where the CBD was, of high quality. And um, I also had to make sure that the manufacturer that manufactures our products um, and, and manufacturers using our formulas know what they're doing, know how to infuse the CBD, has worked with CBD before, and has um, the ability to um, make sure that it is THC-free and that it's third-party tested. So that's um, really important.
2: Are you doing that here in the U.S.?
1: Yes, um, everything is made in the United States. I'm really proud to say that because um, it's important to me um, to keep it here.
0: Can you imagine a better you? Empathic Health is a global community providing support so you can find more fun, freedom, and connection in your life. Empathic Health is my integration solution for incorporating my healing work into my daily routine.
1: Empathic Health has given me a space to use my voice, to express my thoughts, and be myself in a safe place. I'm excited to get to the type of work that gives my life more clarity and joy. Helping others has done nothing but help me in return.
0: Know your medicine, know yourself. Join Elizabeth, myself, and the rest of the community today at empathic.health. We certainly know that there are a lot of products that have popped up, especially when we talk about uh, CBD mm-hmm. ingestibles. You know, you can go to a gas station and buy it, but you know, you're, are you really going to get the best products from a gas station? Or are you going to get it from somewhere where you know you're getting quality products? So I think it's just the same when we talk about cosmetics. We're putting these right on our face. So I'm glad that you've, you've done that hard work to really dive in and, and get the, the third party lab test partners and everything like that. That's so important. And, you know, doing all of this and managing all of this is, takes a lot of work. And as, you know, two female entrepreneurs right here, we know that it is a lot to, to run your own business. So, and especially being that you've been so honest and open about your, your own anxiety that you've had, now managing this business, how are you doing managing your work life balance? And if you have any tips or tricks that you want to share with any of us.
1: Um, that is such like, that's a hard question because it's hard. Um, and I'm sure you guys know that, but it, I try to give myself a break once in a while, but, um, I have struggled with imposter syndrome before. Um, I, it's not like something that goes away. Um, it, it just, it's, I feel like it's lurking in the background sometimes, but so it's hard. Um, I, have a good support system, which is really nice. I know that not all people have that. Um, I have, um, I have my twin sister who is, who is a great support system. I have my mom and my dad and, and, and and my friends and, you know, it's nice to take a break, but at the same time, I'm one of those people that, um, I always think that I could be doing something else or I'm always saying like, I should be doing this. I shouldn't be going out. I should be staying at home. I should be working on this. I should be growing the business. I'm not doing enough. And I've come to the the realization that no matter what I say to myself, um, I'm still going to do my best at anything that I try to do. But As someone who needs to take a break once in a while, you know, sometimes I just need to take an hour and just get out of the house and, um, and just give myself a break mentally because, you know, as working on something and getting frustrated and getting stressed out, a lot of times I do better when I do take the break, um, And it's just, it's hard to balance it, to be honest. But, you know, um, having that support system, taking a break, being kind to yourself is what my advice would be, um, knowing that you're not alone. Um, When I've started, you know, reading more to try um, and um, take a break in my mind on the computer and working on the computer a lot, Um, I am the type of person that loves to learn and I try to, you know get as much information as possible, but sometimes that's kind of overloading my brain. So I just need to, I learned to, um, go for a walk or, or, do something that I like, or, you know, I, I love to bake, so I'll bake something and then I'll go back to it. So just, you know, knowing what your, um, your like, what your capacities are at, at, and needing to know like what your, I guess,
0: I call it the bandwidth, like what bandwidth do you have to hold on to, right? Right. And we all have different levels of it. And maybe sometimes it's higher than others, right? Because of other stresses that we have going on in our personal lives and professional lives, it might sometimes make it more challenging. But coming out of this pandemic, I mean, we were all, you know, working at this high frequency and then everything came to a stop. And now that we're coming back into this, I just feel like this is going to be a conversation that every entrepreneur is going to really have to try to, to internalize is finding that work-life balance that's good for each of us. And it's going to look
2: different for all of us. I, I completely agree with that. And um, as marketing professionals, you know, we have experienced firsthand um, the challenges of, of marketing, CBD, um, a, any plant medicine. Um, and so um, we're just wondering how you're promoting anxiety cosmetics and and what it's been like for you
1: so um i'm sure you're aware but it's tricky <laughs> um i have i'm currently in facebook ad jail so um See, I unbelievable i know I, I don't think you're gonna let me out anytime soon so um i've tried so hard to get out of that um but it's just there's it's ridiculous um it's just it's absolutely ridiculous about um the marketing um stipulations on cbd like facebook has it i think in the same category as cocaine or something like that it's it's absolutely ridiculous and i hope that it changes um and i think that it will but i don't think it will be for a while and Um, in terms of me trying to market, um, the best marketing strategies that I've had, um, would be so far would be word of mouth and networking and, um, press good press. Um, so we've been featured in pop sugar beauty, which was great. Um, and, um, you know, making sure that our social media is up to date. Um, but Again, it's very hard not to be able to run ads like all these other brands are being able to right. do and get your name out there like um, you should be able to, but you can't. Um, and I hope that one day soon that um, Facebook and Google realizes they're missing out on a huge market that, and they're being overly cautious on something they don't need to be. Um, but right now it's, you know, I'm doing the best I can um, with trying to get the name out there in on social media and on, in and in the press and on you know different platforms, but it's hard.
2: and especially since uh, CBD, I mean, the Farm Bill, it's legal. There, there's mm-hmm. what's the rub there? Um, but I guess and you're selling lip gloss
0: and cosmetics. Oh, like, then- come on, this is an ad that's not yeah. showing you know any. Of a legal use of anything, but I mean, we're marketers, right? We're promoting our podcast, and we still get you know, we're under the same stipulations. I mean, even just you know, us having to create a business as an ancillary cannabis business so that we could work with cannabis and CBD companies and actually bank with them. I mean, there's so many layers to why this is just a complicated issue and being able to not market yourself the way that other cosmetic companies does is extremely challenging when another company can go Mm -hmm. ahead and just place a Facebook ad and get that reach. And here you are trying to literally sell a product that looks the same, but has an ingredient in it that could actually help your skin more and, and somehow it's legal. getting on Facebook. It's right? legal. I just it's just it's a conversation we continue to have because we hope someday we're gonna listen back on this and be like, Do you remember back in the day when this used to be like that? Because it's gonna have to change eventually. I mean, Facebook and Instagram are saying that they're they're the reason why these rules are like that is because federally cannabis is still listed as a Schedule One drug. But like Elizabeth said, the Farm Bill passed in 2018. Where are these rules going from? And what about our friends that are in Canada that have Facebook pages? Right. And it's completely legal in their country and they're still getting shut down. So we know that like social media has got to catch up with the times here. You know, we have a lot of great companies and businesses that deserve to be advertising in the same platform. So eventually it'll probably be a money thing. They'll realize they're missing out on enough, you know, enough Mm -hmm. income maybe, or maybe our uh, country will just get on the right side of history and we won't have to be, you know, federally illegal anymore. And maybe that's what it'll need to be. Um, But I, I had to mention this, you know, because we're both from Pennsylvania, Brielle, and I know that you're based up in Erie and that's where Senator Lachlan, you know, is from our first Republican supporter of legalizing cannabis, which is amazing. And there's a, has a co-authored bill with Senator Street out of Philadelphia right now for cannabis legalization. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this because, you know, how do you feel cannabis legalization in PA could affect your business or just, you know, in general, how do you feel about cannabis legalization and, and PA and beyond?
1: Um, so, I mean, I think it should have been legalized before this. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's just, um, it's something that I know helps so many people. Um, I, th- you know, in terms of business, I hope that with a legalization in, in Pennsylvania, especially people will start to understand, um, how it helps people and the differences between THC and THC products, the differences, you know, between CBD and other cannabis products, because, um, it's, it's quite different. There's, you know, different parts of the, the cannabis plant and there's different, you know, there's different products that can come from the plant, but people see it and they just think, you know, there's a stigma around it still. And um, having that legalization might reduce that stigma a little bit. Um, And it could also mean that it's one step in the right direction and be able to market online, you know, Um, and, and hopefully putting us in the right direction to be able to do that.
0: Certainly hope that we're gonna be in a place here soon where we can say that Pennsylvania will be there and that Maryland too, where Elizabeth lives. Exactly (laughs) we hope that we're getting there. I mean, this was a big week for cannabis, I mean federally. I mean, the federal uh, legalization bill has now, you know, been published and we have until September 1st to, you know, let our politicians know what we feel about this. Um, so hopefully everybody listening will get involved in that because this is, you know, something that if, if, these, if this matter is something that speaks to you, then we have to do what we can on a local level to support the legalization movement. And then we, you know, by doing so, it'll help nationwide as well. Uh, because companies like yours should certainly not be in Facebook jail for trying to market themselves. And we need to get to a place where <laughs> we start seeing more and more companies and products that offer. Um, CBD and hemp products in them because we see so much use for this amazing, beautiful plant. And that's why we have this podcast really trying to you know, end the stigma through discussions like this because a lot of people may not even be aware that your company has been set up with these restrictions that you can't advertise and you can't market in the right way. So we're creating this space. We want to bring together businesses that have missions like yours that are coming from a place of compassion, wanting to help others, You know, breaking that barrier of any kind of unattainable beauty but saying that you can feel beautiful and you can be healthy and well at the same time, so really just appreciate all the work that you're doing and the challenges you've had to go through to navigate through this. And we want to make sure that our listeners know how to find you and how to support you and how to buy your products. If you can let them know,
1: yeah, sure. Um, so uh, our website is anxietycosmetics.com. Um, our, you can find us on social media too at anxietycosmetics on all platforms. Um, you know. If you have any questions, you can email us at info at anxietycosmetics.com. I'm even on Instagram. You can um, handle our social media. Send us a message if you have a question. I'm more than happy to to answer any any questions that you have. But um, any support would be absolutely wonderful. Mm. So thank you.
2: And hopefully the world is going to be an easier place for you. So, you know, working through this without the ability to market on social media, um, wow you're going to have one heck of a brand.
0: Thank you. Totally agree with that. And with that, we want to thank Brielle from Anxiety Cosmetics for joining us today on The Vine, a Plant Media Project podcast. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to never miss an episode. For cannabis and psychedelic news, visit us online at plantmediaproject.com.